0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where you are in the world. This is Augie of the Blago Blabber podcast. I'd like to welcome everyone to yet another episode. As all my football fans know, the winter transfer window is coming to an end very soon. Uh, About four or five more days, teams teams are scrambling, I should say, uh, in the last moments to sign the players that they want. A lot of teams won't get who they want or who they targeted. You could ask my Arsenal fans about that one. Um, but I'm here to talk about uh, a Red Star, Belgrade. Um, very busy window in terms of selling and buying, I would say. We've seen about four arrivals and two departures plus probably a third or four depart- three departures and probably a fourth. Um, so I want to talk about uh, some of the uh, departures from the club. Uh, you know, Red Star is is making a push now with Europa League knockout stage fast approaching. They have the next round off and then they will be back for the round of 16. Um, you know, finishing first kind of paid off for the club and that was you know the target to kind of avoid whoever you can in the round of 32. Uh, I should mention that Every team that finished second was uh placed in a pot and everyone who finished third in Champions League was also placed in a pot and then they were kinda of picked and, you know, put together teams with other teams. I believe the rules still applied. You can't have two teams from the same country playing each other until later on in I think it's around like the semifinals. Um so yeah. Let's get down to business. So the first player that I wanted to talk about was Marko Lazetic, who is one of the up-and-comers, uh, I guess, in Serbian football. And he's actually talked about even around Europe. Like there were there were some suitors. There was a lot of suitors for him. Being very young, 18 years of age, a lot of clubs expressed their interests. And it felt like as soon as he played his first match for the uh, first team, uh, we started hearing rumors about various teams from various leagues being involved in his services. And eventually, about five or six months later, uh, he was sold to AC Milan for €4 million plus bonuses. And I'll get into the bonuses now because it's very interesting. I really like reading about... um, some of the bonuses that you can get coming out of these small countries such as Serbia because it's just fascinating stuff. You know, if you leave from um uh, from La Liga to, to Premier League or from Premier League to La Liga, whatever the case may be, you know, the bonuses might be, you know, for every ten goals scored, you get an X amount of money or team getting the Champions League and and things like that. But um a breakdown of the bonuses for Lazetic are as follows. So it's 500,000 if Milan make the Champions League, which they look like they will. Uh, as of right now, there's still obviously a lot of football to be played. So unless uh, unless they don't make it, you know, Red Star doesn't get the 500k. Uh, 250k if and when he plays 10 matches for Milan. 250k if and when he plays 20 matches for Milan and 10% of next sale. So. The next sale, some people might not be familiar with, because it feels like it's more of, um, it's almost like a tax that the smaller countries put on bigger countries for buying their players. I feel like, and I know it happens a lot in in uh, in the Balkans area, where you slap on, you know, twenty percent of next sale. So, you know, when the player is sold down the line, the team gets twenty percent of that sale, right? So, you know, if it's if it's ten million euros that he sold for. The next transfer, the team that sold him gets 20%. So in this case, let's say Lazatich is sold for 10 million, Red Star would get um, a million back, but Milan can buy the 10% for 500k, and it's got to be in the next year. So that's an interesting clause. I don't think I've, I don't think I've heard that one before. That's something a little bit more new to me, or maybe it's been around. I just, I've just never. Uh, never really realized that it was a thing. So, you know, depending on where um, Milan value him, they can choose to, to buy it out for 500k, which I think that they might do because I have high hopes for him and I think they do as well. So once the si- when the sale first happened, um, I wasn't a fan of it. But then again, it's not really in... Red Star's DNA to kind of, how do I say this, to bring along young players and work them into the first team, at least not in the last uh, five years, I would say. So since kind of, um, since Vladimir Milović took over and we started seeing Champions League and Europa League football every year, it really hasn't been, there haven't been many young players who we sold for for a ton of money. So in the last five years, you can argue that Strahin Yarakovic, Velko Nikolic, Njegoš Petrovic, and Rzelko Gavric were the only young players to really get a chance with the first team. Radulovic was one of them, and I think there was him and Stankovic got into it, and then he was sent down to Graficar, who is Red Star's affiliate. He played there for a little bit, and now he's kind of back with the team in Turkey preparing for the second half of the season. What will, what will happen with him? I don't know. From what I've read lately... They're going to try him at left back. Just because there isn't an alternate for uh, Milan Rodic as of right now. And I, th- if I remember correctly. There was maybe a match or two where Radulovic played. As um, either a left back or a right back. I can't remember right now. Uh, so the, the position might not. I mean it's not his natural position. But he has uh, played uh, some minutes there. So basically what's happened over the last four or five years, Red Star has brought in players who are older with experience and that's honestly been the recipe for success and it's worked for them. So they just keep doing it. So not a lot of signings for players who are, you know, 20 to to 23. And if they do, they don't last long at the club or they just get buried on the bench. They're sent out on loans and, and whatnot. But Red Star produces enough players through its um, youth teams that they they're the ones that loan out the players to other teams and then eventually sell them for pennies just because, you know, they haven't really featured for the club and other teams don't value them at a very high level. So, I mean, you can't really knock it. And when you take a look at what the team's done in the last, like I said, five years, it's really hard to knock what they're doing because it's worked. Of course, that first year, it felt like everyone that Red Star brought in, this was like 2006. 17, 18, felt like every player that they brought in was a hit, every single player. And then last summer or the summer before, it felt like every player they brought in was awful and just didn't work out and was a bust. It's just a bad purchase Um, and it's going to work out like that. So, and that happens and what people have to realize is when, when teams from smaller countries spend a million and a half to two on a player. Like, that's a lot of money for them. That's not a lot of money at all for players like, for teams like Barcelona, Real Madrid, Manchester United, whatever the case may be. Manchester City. But for, for teams from smaller countries, that's a lot of money. And a lot of pressure comes with it. And a lot of guys just don't fulfill that, um, fulfill their potential. And honestly, getting $4 million is a solid sale. Could he have gone for more? Yeah, yeah for sure he could have but i think the thing is if he had a bigger role at the club then he would have gone for more it just he just didn't have a big role he played here and there and you know some senior players were given the opportunity to kind of show what they have even though a lot of players really didn't show too much but stankovic just stuck with them and and chose um not to play lazetic and he was kind of thrown between the u21s and the first team and honestly, sometimes it takes a toll on you as well because you're too good for the U21 level, but you're not really good enough, or at least the coach doesn't think you're good enough for the first team. So you're kind of stuck in the middle. Like, what do you do, right? So that's just just how it worked out for him. Uh, and I think if Milojevic was the manager, I think it would have been the same story. Again, Milojevic or, or Stankovic really don't push young players. I would say Stankovic maybe a little bit more than Milojevic, but that's because Milojevic didn't do it at all. And like I said, his recipe for success was bringing in experienced older players um, with Champions League matches already under their belts. Some guys already had played for the club. Whatever the case may have been, experience was his number one thing when he brought in players. So from what's being reported, uh, it looks like Lazetic will join the first team of AC Milan. Uh, Shoutouts to everyone. I did a, a video on my YouTube channel once the transfer had officially gone through and I received two comments where uh, two other gentlemen had stated that with the injuries that they do have Lazetic will probably probably be a second or third option off the bench and if that's the case that's amazing I'm gonna follow AC Milhan for this for this I guess second half of the season if you want to call it that. Now, that's how much I think of Lazetic, and I, th- I think he's gonna be really good so I'm curious to see if, if he does get playing time and Pioli you know it was, it was the match after um AC Milan faced uh, Juventus and they asked him in the press conference about uh Marco Lazetic, and he said listen i have full confidence in the board so if they see something in him then he has to have some kind of quality and he just kind of said we'll wait until he's here and then we'll we'll see what we're going to do with him so it doesn't look like he's going to go on loan um to either a serie a or a serie b team uh primavera is is looks like it's out of the picture as well primavera's AC Milan's U21 team. So it looks like that's out of the picture as well. Although I could potentially see that happening. Maybe more so than. Than a loan to. A, a Serie A or a B team. Because you could kind of call him back. Almost at any point. And you know if you're. If you're down two or three strikers. You do injury. Whatever the case may be. Suspensions. Whatever. You know he can. He can step in and. Come off the bench or start. Or whatever the case may be. So. The one beef that I had with this sale is why will Z sold if he's good enough to start for AC Milan? If you get what I'm saying here. So if Lazadich is basically good enough to at least sit on AC Milan's bench, is he not good enough to start for a team like Red Star Belgrade? I think this kind of goes back to the point that I made about veteran players and trusting... Veteran players more so than young players, because it was in the in the derby where Lazetic and Stanic came on late, and they honestly they brought a lot of life into the match. Uh, Red Star had some chances early, and then they kind of tailed off. And then once Lazetic and Stanic were brought in, they kind of gave us a little bit more life. And um, that goes a long way when you're talking about 18, 19 year olds in in a big time uh, city derby with your biggest rival so i mean you kind of question like why wasn't he sold a little bit down the road like why wasn't he sold in the summer or or next winter or you know in the summer of 2023 and i think this goes back to like injuries and form because they've cost red star money in the past so for example, Niegos Petrovic was highly touted, and so was Velko Nikolic. And then Niegos Petrovic kind of fell out of favor, which I'll talk about later. And Velko Nikolic picked up an injury this season that pretty much kept him out the f- entire first half. But they were highly touted players. A lot of teams were throwing money at at uh, Niegos Petrovic, especially after his goal against uh, uh, Ghent in the Europa League last season. You know, like four or five million, and Red Star declined they give you the usual story he's gonna be worth seven or eight next season blah 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 and now you know we're hearing figures that go for a lot less than six or seven million velko nikolic kind of just they're the two players who probably fell out of favor even though nikolic was injured even though he's back now just doesn't get enough game time looks like he could possibly leave as well uh slavia prague looks like they're interested in him we'll see what happens with there i think that would be a good move for him personally I think the league is a little bit better over there and um, Slavia Prague participates in in Europa League pretty much every year now so they're consistently uh, in um, competitions which can you know lead to more money for Slavia Prague and he'll probably be slapped with a 10% of next sale as well just like um, just like Lazatic was. So back to Lazatic he has like when I look at his game he has some Vlakovic in him he's He's a big strong striker. He has a little bit more flair, I would say, than Vlachovic. His ability to get by his marker and leave him in the dust is really good for, for a teenager. Almost exceptional. Um he just, you know, outgrew the U twenty one level and which was Red Stars, yeah, U twenty ones. And he was honestly, he was a lot better than the competition in um, the second flight, which is where to uh, plays, so, um, and kind of like I said, not good too good for there, and then Stankovic just didn't play him. Um, he has all the tools to be to be a great striker in world football, I think. And I think being a part of, and I, this might go a little bit under the radar, being a part of AC Milan's first team, I think will do wonders for him, and it could push him to be even better. I think that depending on what happens here, he can be great if he's loaned out or if he stays with AC Milan, he could maybe um, take a hit mentally if he's loaned out to another team, or he could just get a lot more confidence, confidence if he stays with AC Milan. And I think that's kind of like, we'll see what he's made of mentally in the next whatever, two, three weeks. We'll see. I think AC Milan has a has a match this week. So we'll see if he's on the bench. We'll 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 see all that stuff later down the road. But I think that's something that when we look at transfers, we usually don't look at stuff like that. And I think it's the mental aspect of it when it comes to players, especially young ones. Like you're the best at the U twenty one level, you play for, you know, the best team in Serbia and now you're off to a world beater in AC Milan, and now you're on their bench, and you know at any minute you could be thrown into the match, or you know you signed for AC Milan, and now you're playing for, for example, let's just use the Primavera team, which is the U21s, or you're loaned out to Verona. And how do you how do you take that? So I think that's um, kind of how this can go, and like I said, I plan on watching a lot of um, Milan matches if if Lazetic starts or if he's on the bench. I'm I'm just really curious to see how he adapts to a new league you know a new language there's a there's some players on the team who already speak the language like Rebic Croatian internationally Ibrahimovic speaks our language as well so you know there's a lot of help around him he's not alone in this in this entire process Krunic who I forgot about he's also there as well um and just like most players he can't let the celebrity status get to him Continue to work hard, stay humble. He has two uncles who played football at a very high level. One of them actually played in Italy, and Nikola Lazetic played in Italy and Red Star, and and Drago um, Lazetic who played for Partizan, and now he's the coach at uh, TSC. But he has two uncles who I think are going to keep him, you know, on the straight and narrow. Just won't let this football celebrity status BS get to him, and you know, just. Play football, score goals, get noticed you'll get you'll get in the first team and eventually hopefully, hopefully fingers crossed um, become a, a AC Milan legend down the road, which I'd love to see. Um, next guy I want to talk about is Miloš Dekanek. so his contract center our uh, center back for I guess now Columbus crew um, wanted to talk about him. his contract was kind of um, terminated. So he's allowed to obviously go anywhere else. The, the thing that I'll never forget about Degenek is the two assists versus Red Bull Salzburg. I don't think many fans are ever going to forget that. And he's one of the one of the fan favorites. I don't think anyone's going to forget those two assists. And even more so, I think the two assists is interesting. And I think people are going to remember it a lot more because two goals came within like a minute of each other against Red Bull Salzburg. And now it was rest be defeating Red Bull Salzburg and advancing to... Champions League for the first time in like 20 plus years but he also scored a very big goal against young boys on the road Uh, the match ended 2-2 and then Red Star won 1-0 at home Uh, Alexei Vucanovic scored that one Uh, so so those are the two things that I'm never gonna forget about him Um, and honestly it's a good good opportunity for him uh, to get some playing time he has the World Cup coming up with Australia if they make it they're currently third I believe the first two teams out of the group make it and then the third kind of goes in a playoff. I think that's how the format works. Um, he has experienced 33 caps for Australia. Uh, he comes with a lot of Champions League experience, Europa League experience. Uh, he's played in German second tier. He's played in Japan. He's played in the uh, United Arab Emirates. So he comes with experience from literally all over the world. Him as a player, he's just a no-nonsense defender. Safety first always. If he feels like he's pressured, doesn't know what to do with the ball, he's just going to get it out of touch. He's not going to mess around with it too much. Not afraid to go into a hard tackle. Uh, Gets a lot of deflections with it. I think this part of his game is something that I was always kind of like, how does he get a foot or a head on every ball? Or how does it always manage to hit him somehow? He's very good at that. He's very good at placing himself to where you know, kind of blocks the opponent for from getting the shot on net. And that's one thing that I think Columbus Crew fans will see uh, right away when he gets there. He's he's really good at that. He's solid in the air, like aerial duels, but it's not his forte. So he can get it done there, but it's really not uh, his his strength. And he's really good at passing the ball from from the back of the line and, and working it up. He has played uh, defensive midfield, although he didn't have that role with Red Star. He can also play either right back or left back, but those are tricky positions because he gets burned a lot on those when he plays just because he's facing players a lot faster than him. But if you do need, you know, for a game or two, someone to fill in at a a left back or right back position, he's someone who can do that. But like I said, he has the ability to get burned. Um, He's a champion and he... Serves as a vocal leader, even though he doesn't need the armband to be like a vocal leader, which is, you know, coaches can't get enough of those guys. I think he picked up a straight red card against Mitzaland in the home match. And I think that's kind of like the last um, impression that he's kind of left with fans. I hope it's not the one that folks remember the most because he's done so much good for the team that it would be a shame if this is what he's remembered by. And just basically mistimed a ball that was in the air. Hopped over him. Brainy service. Player got away. And he just dragged him down into a straight red last man. Can't really say much. Um, and uh, as I mentioned earlier, he leaves as one of uh, Red Star's most loved players. He really is. Apart from, I would say, Milan-Borian. And you could you could put Milan-Borian, Katai, Ivanić and Ben probably in that category and he's probably up there in terms of like most loved players and that honestly that goes a long way like fans will always remember that um, they'll always always respect him for that and like I said I hope he does well at Columbus again this move I don't think he would have made this move if he wasn't guaranteed of a starting position he's trying to prepare for the World Cup with Australia if they make it so he's going to need to get some to get some uh, games in his feet, and I think he's going to be a great acquisition for them. A really solid defender, no-nonsense, like I said. I think Columbus fans will, will love him, and he's kind of in the best best age for his footballing career. He's 27, I believe, so he's still very, very young, and you know he makes the jump to MLS. Next player, this one hasn't been announced yet, but it's been kind of in the works, and that's Niegosz Petrovic to uh, Granada. So first it was rumored that he was going to go to Cagliari of the Serie A and I was I think the Italian game kind of suits him a little bit more and I was excited to see what he can do there and it was a six month loan with the obligation to buy once the loan finishes so in the summertime. Um, with Granada he's, it's a team that's fighting to stay up there's six points clear of the bottom three. They could have changed. I think this was... I think I did my notes on this prior to the last round. I'm not 100% sure, but they're close to the bottom, so to say. It's been an interesting season for him. Uh, He's featured in only 15 matches. And the 15 is... Honestly, it's not that much. I would say 15 isn't a lot of matches for a player of his caliber to play. And I would say half of them... I think he played the last seven matches or started the last seven for Red Star because... Uh, Sekou Sanogo was out due to injury so he was partnering uh, Kanga in, in the midfield for a lot of those um, matches towards the end of the first half of the season and he's an interesting player because in the last year year and a half he's been linked to a lot of teams Olympiacos, Underlect, uh Sporting Lisbon uh, Almeria who's in the second division in, in Spain um, Sporting Hion, uh, I believe they were in the, in the running for him as well. And this is what I was talking about when Red Star was being offered, you know, four, five, maybe even no, it wasn't four. It was it was anywhere from four to five and a half million for his services, and Red Star said no because you know down the road he's going to be worth a lot more. So he was supposed to be one of Red Star's cash cows, so to say. He was supposed to net the team a lot of money, and you can throw Vilko Nikolic into that. Mix as well, Spartak, uh, Spartak Moscow last season, last summer was interested in Velko Nikolic. Again, the sum was fairly high. It was around 4 million euros. Again, Red Star said no because, you know, down the road, he's going to be worth, you know, X amount of dollars, X amount of euros. So six, seven, whatever the case may be. All right, so I personally think that, that a manager should have a plan even when the season's over, what he needs in the lineup and a good idea of what his starting lineup was going to look like. And I really don't think Daverko Nikolic nor Njegos Petrovic were in were going to be in the starting lineup because I it was always going to be Kanga and Sonogo. So I don't know why they wouldn't have made the sale, like four or five million. So those two players could have netted you nine million. Now you're probably going to get half of that for the both of them. You're looking at half of that if they're lucky. You're looking at three and a half to five million, I would say. And like I said, he's just fallen out of favor with with Kanga and, and Sonogo sealing the center uh, defensive midfield positions. It's just been the two of them when they've been healthy. They've been the two guys, almost like the first guys on, on the uh, game sheet and Njegos has had to wait for his opportunity and like I said Nikolic was injured for a lot of the first half of the season which you can't really blame him for that but when I look back at again the blueprint on how Red Star wins and how they get into Europa League and how they make it to Champions League it's all because of experienced players and not many young players so if the club wants to say we're just going to bring in veteran players and we're going to sell, sell our, all our young assets. That's fine. But say that. So then fans aren't, so fans know what's going on with the club is what I'm trying to say. You know what I mean? And we just keep waiting. Like, is this the year that, you know, they kind of break into the starting 11 and, you know, they don't and they're sold for like a million. And then, you know, we're back to waiting for the next big thing out of, out of, uh, the Youth Academy, and and so on and so forth. Um, Njegoš Petric has a really good shot from distance. like He's not afraid to let it go, and we saw that against Ghent last season where he scored a goal from about 23-25 yards out, top right of the goalkeeper. Short corner kick, no one was man-marking him, said, you know what, I'm going to have a go, and... He slotted in the top um, right corner. And that was a big goal at the time. Because I believe out that match, Ressar won 2-0. Uh, and I believe Milunovic scored the second goal, if I remember correctly, off a of Ben corner. And the first goal was off a of Ben corner too. It was just short. I, I think that match sealed them going into the round of 32 against AC Milan. I'm not 100% sure, but I have a feeling that was the the match that sealed that. He's one thing I really like he's he's good at getting under uh opposing player's skin like he's he really does uh well at that. Uh he's not very good at trying to make a play with his feet. Like if he has to if he has to make a pass that's going to go in the final third he's not really good at that. He doesn't thrive at that. And if I can kind of go back a little bit to it was either europe i think it might have been against um, hoffenheim in the europa league if i'm not mistaken last season where they just backed off him or it might have been not not playing the champions league the year prior i can't remember exactly right now i apologize but the entire midfield of the opposing team just got off him and they said look like they said you know what if you're gonna make a play if you're gonna make a pass into the final third we're completely good with you doing that but we don't want the creators for Red Star to do that. If you're going to do it, we'll live with that. But we just don't want the other guys making plays. And I think that's kind of the part of his game that he needs to work on a little bit more. And consistency, honestly, let like let's see what happens. But it's hard to have consistency when you play every fifth match. Like that's very hard. That's hard for for the world-class players to do, let alone you know someone who plays in, in the Serbian Domestic League and i just want to see with this new opportunity i just want to see what his confidence is like like is it has he wiped the slate has he forgot about what happened you know with red star and now this is a new challenge and he's fully focused um granada does play with like five in the midfield we'll see how much he plays they've rotated the midfield quite a bit throughout the season and granada was in europa league I think it was last season, or maybe it was this season. Um, So they're a team that, you know, has seen European football. So I'm interested to see how he fits in. Again, this is, from what I've heard, unless anything's changed in the last, like, day or two, it's a loan with the obligation to buy at the end of the loan, which is the summer, and I believe it's 1.6 million euros. So we'll see how that works out. I think either way, I think the only way he stays with Red Star is if um is if he really proves himself and if Stankovic and the management are 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 pleasantly surprised with what he does at Granada but then you know it's kind of up to Granada as well if if they're satisfied then they could buy buy the player for 1.6 euros so that kind of shows you how much his price has has fallen since pretty much Summer of 2000, summer of 2020, I would say, or even the winter of 2020, 21, depending on how you look at the winter. Um, Other players, uh, Galicic was brought in as a right back. He's more of an experiment, young player uh, who is going to be uh, loaned out, or he was already loaned out. Young player played for. IMT Belgrade, one of the better right-backs in the second league. So one for the future. Hopefully, you know, he impresses on his loan, and when he comes back, he can fight for uh, being an alternate to um, Cristiano Piccini, who was signed from Valencia, or as a free agent, I guess you can call him. Uh, another player was Ogin Mijailovic, my uh, namesake. Uh, he's coming from uh played over 20 matches for them he, he's 18 years old turns 19 at the end of this month uh, he's a central defensive midfielder and he's probably going to be loaned out as well he's flying to turkey Antalya to where Red Star is right now prepping for the second half of the season and then it looks like he will be loaned out most likely to Grafiacar who is Red Star's affiliate again in the, in the second tier of Serbian football um, he's very good at in like tight spaces uh, his footwork can really get him out of trouble. Uh, like I said, is a defensive midfielder. He, so the one thing that worries me about him just a little bit, and it's, it's a red flag, and I think you really have to follow things like this, he didn't want to sign a new contract with Matrashtrabac, so they put him, they let him play with the u twenty one, so they kind of demoted him, or they sent him down to the U21s. And with the U21s, he played a little bit of attacking midfield as well. There were rumors about Genova um, wanting to purchase him as well. That was, the rumors were around, I like November, October, November. And uh I I I hadn't heard him. I don't I don't follow like individual players in in the second tier. So there's a there's an Instagram page that I follow and they, you know, they break down some of the young players and he was one of them and you know, they had mentioned that Genoa was interested in him. So he's another player that they brought in. Um Piccini, I mentioned Ohiomi Wanfo brought in from from Molde. He's going to be the main striker now. There are rumors that Milan Pavkov could possibly be sold to uh Kansas City Sporting Kansas City for about a million euros, something like that. Uh that was the rumor about two two or three days ago. We'll see how that pans out and with Oki there we'll see what happens with we'll see what happens with Diony, he's been out of favor for a long time. Zivkovic as well. Um, so so we'll see we're kind of tracking that. Uh, transfer right now and in terms of departures like I said um, Alex Avukanovic has left the club his contract expired in the summer there's some questions obviously with um, Milan Gaic and Marco Gobelic if they'll be back with the club and I think a lot of that might hinder on how uh, Glisic does on his loan uh, the player that I just mentioned as, as the right back maybe he becomes the alternate lo- uh, right back next next season like I said we'll see what he does on his loan deal And I think that's something that the club's going to assess further down the road. So that's the episode for today. Uh, Number 48, I believe. We're getting closer and closer to 50. Cold night in Toronto. Uh, Lots of snows fallen in the last week and a half or so. Um, Remember, you can find this podcast on Anchor, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and Spotify. And if you have any other... Uh, podcast apps or sites that you use, search BlagoBlobber podcast and see if it's on there. If not, you can hear me on the ones that I just mentioned. Uh, Take care, guys. Until next time.